We're sorry. All of our representatives are still assisting other customers. Please remain on the line as we value your call. Welcome back to another edition of Disconnected, episode 24. I am your host, Steve, where we talk all things culture, blah, 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 blah. My head is hurting. I don't want to run through the intro. Uh, back again with King Varsity. What's good, Var? Chilling, yeah. What's good, bro? My head is killing me, man. It's just killing me. But got to yeah, do you, it. You, this... you might need some vitamin P, my brother. Nah. <laughs> yeah, I gotta think like why why joke joke or no joke? Why why do think like that's the answer? I don't know. <laughs> Cause uh believe me, man, that shit is annoying. <laughs> if it was a female, I said you might need some vitamin D, you think? Like Yeah, but sometimes I just wanna be left the fuck alone, like that ain't you always want to be left alone. Nah, that ain't even it. They, that's not even it. It's um, not in, in all in all honesty, like that shit ain't the cure. That shit, more than anything, that shit causes problems. Yeah, it's always problems to come with it. Yeah, it, like anything else. Like nah. anyway, you know, you know what you should do, bro. You should read back some of the comments and see what you can answer the comments that we. That we got the, all the hate mail. That's what it should be about, bro. Ain't been no comments, but um, <laughs> nobody's left any comments. But they've told me they, you know, um, oh, they hit you up. <laughs> yeah. So, like specifically, mm, I don't know what episode it was. The women and the men, I think. Yeah, something you said. I don't know what specifically, but um, it was a no go. And then with you and Chef, <laughs> y'all just, y'all just, women haters, basically. Right. They won't come on and, and speak their piece, though. No, nah, I don't think it's that. I just think, um, I just think it's a difference of opinion. That's all it is. Because, um, you say something from your point of view, which we said before, and someone goes, no, you need a woman on there to answer that question when the question was to you specifically based on your experience, and then you gave your answer. So it's like, regardless of what you say, regardless of what you do, someone is not going to like your answer, even if, even if the question was tailored to you specifically. Um, and... Even with people saying, oh, blah, blah, this, that, and the third, nobody's going to try and come on here and give a rebuttal or whatever. So it's kind of pointless. It's, it's just a difference of opinion is what I see unless someone can give me, like, just cause why what you said is wrong. Mm-hmm. Even though it's your point of view, from your perspective, from your experience, blah, blah, blah. So... Yeah, how you telling me what how my life is like? You know, I mean, people just I don't know. Just be mad, I guess, or don't listen. Whatever. But that's the I think that's the big thing with um like that whole Kevin Samuels thing. Uh, everyone heard it, and 
They just, oh, I like it or I don't like it. They didn't realize, they didn't realize the entire interview or whatever, but uh, they just saw a piece, heard something they didn't like or had an emotional reaction or people were even triggered by certain things. Um, like, what's your point of view on what happened? I, I Which one, the, the, the female one or the, or the guy one? Nobody was mad about the guy one. Exactly. <laughs> no, nah, but nah, like all jokes aside, what what was your take on it? On the female one, he, he, he told her the truth. He spoke the truth. He tried to be nice to her in the beginning, and but she just kept on going out. You know, I want a six figure, you know. She on her city girl shit, so he broke her down. Like, you're average. You ain't gonna get a six-figure dude. You don't want average-looking women with children. You're not a trophy wife. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and he broke it down. And, yeah, you could say he, he, he hurt her feelings, but it is what it is. It's a cold world. How'd he hurt her feelings? Because he told her the truth. That he don't mean he hurt truth. her feelings, though. Like, okay, like, I got issue with... The whole thing, because, um, again, it's more personal for me than anything. Not not it's a personal topic, but it's my personal perspective on why everybody's even talking about it. Because he's, this is not the first time he's done that. I've seen plenty of other interviews where he talks to everyone like that. Like, mm-hmm. plain and simple. Um, and I'm not bringing up the guy one, because no one gave a fuck about that one. No one even brought that up. That was more like to show you. He treats everybody it's like a, shit. It's a double standard. Yeah, right. It's a double um, standard and he's not a relationship. He's not a relationship coach. And I'm not defending him, but I'm just saying he's not a relationship coach, consultant, guru, or whatever. Like him and him and say Derek Jackson are two different people. Like Derek Jackson is is dude. feeding a specific group. Whereas he's talk he's talking about he's telling you from the world that he lives in that people say they want to be a part of. He's telling you, look inside I'm on the inside of this. And I'm telling you, um, these are the things that are more likely than not. And, um, people don't want to hear that. They can't be down. That's like telling somebody like somebody who's been balling their whole life. Tell them they, they can't play in the NBA. They argue up and down, yeah. but, but quite honestly, they have to be realistic at some point and go, yeah, I mean, it ain't happening, bro. Right. All right, so with that that whole thing, um, yo, I think he was more more ruthless to the dude than he was to the girl, bro. Nah, uh, he was, and he wasn't, and he wasn't, he wasn't, <laughs> and he wasn't even ruthless or anything. I I think the the thing people have an issue with is, um, the ending of it, like he was talking to it just straight up, steady, stern, and then on the ass end of the conversation, he's like, "Yeah, I'm tired of you, bro. It's calling here, right?" But that's because people always call in there and tell him, you know, they don't like what he's gonna say, but then they go, "Oh, you being mean, you being mean." Like he'll tell you straight up, like, "Yo, there's women that call on, uh, call up there, and he tell them they weight is their issue, right?" He'll ask them dress size, all this shit, whatever. They'll tell me, "Go look, you know." You may have X, Y, and Z, but this is the thing that's an issue for you, right? And then they go, "Oh, you being mean because he's not the he's not the person telling them. Oh, they're gonna love you for who you are. He's telling you like you want to be in this world. These are you, these are the usual requirements. Boom. Mm-hmm. Um, thing with Shorty was she's like, hey, I got. She has a six figure business, but she wants a six figure man, right? And 
He told her, yo, nah, that's not going to happen for you. Here's the, here's the thing, uh, the piece that I think everybody keeps missing. Um, she's saying she wants to be in a relationship with a quote-unquote high-value man. That's basically a six-figure earner or more, mm-hmm. so she doesn't have to work as hard. But what people always do is they automatically equate um, a, a, a money, like they, they, they equate uh, a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A specific tax bracket to being something. Uh, so I guess a better example would be like, she's she's telling you, oh, I have this, I have that, I make six figures, blah blah blah. But that's the that's what she's going for is the same thing as saying, um, someone is someone is more into getting married than they are being married. That makes sense. Like, yeah, uh, I, I <clears throat> like just because just because a guy makes a certain amount, what makes you think that? You are what he needs in his life. What makes you think that you are um, what he's looking for? You have all these things, um, and it's to say same thing for same thing for a woman. If she's got X, Y, Z, what makes a man think he belongs with her? You mean if? Well, that's why I think he he, he went harder on the dude because. That's then no those those are two, those are two completely things like I think one was like from two years ago this one was like from last week that's why I'm not comparing the two they're completely different right. like you're saying right. you're saying he's rough on women and men and I'm saying uh, I'm talking about this instance specifically because no one cares about that really that um, that clip with the man most people haven't even seen it and most people only seen no. most people only seen what he said to Shorty it's like twenty two minutes 23 minutes long but they only caught the last four or five minutes yeah and that's all they hype excuse me that's all they hype about it's just all okay so she had it take away the fact she has a kid um okay she has her own business but what not the the part when we asked her he said, "How do you rate yourself?" And he said, "Don't say yeah, seven. Yeah, and that's what I'm getting at. That's what I'm getting at. Because he always said he always does that. He says, "Don't say seven because everyone automatically always says seven, and you can't say." He said, "Don't say seven, and you can't say nine because to to him on his scale, Halle Berry is ten. Halle Berry's ten, I think. Halle Berry, Kelly Rowland's ten, and Beyonce is a nine. What on his scale? So that? yeah, that's on, that's on his scale. So I've seen I've seen I've seen a lot of his episodes or whatever, right? But that's what I'm getting at. Um, she they're cutting his ass because they're saying, "Yo, he called her average. He called her average. He called her average on the back end, but she rated herself." Mm-hmm. So he said, "Scale mm-hmm. one to ten, what are you?" Mm-hmm. She said, "Without my makeup, I'm a five. With it, when I'm all mm-hmm. done up, I'm a, makeup, I'm a six. And he said, he, he, he said, said you're, you're five. He's like, yeah, so five is average. Because it's half, right? One to five, six it, to ten. It, it, it is. Right? Six is average. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, you, you, you're average. Um, and everybody's like, you can't call that woman average. You can't be disrespecting her. And this is where the hypocrisy comes in, right? Because um, I saw plenty of I saw plenty of cats caping. Oh, nah, she beautiful. She did that in the third. And I'm just kind of like, what are you going off of? Because 
most guys are either going to be like I've noticed in pandemics, I've seen dudes tell women with masks on they're beautiful. You hear me? Like, like, oh, oh, you look so beautiful, but she got a, she got a, she got a hoodie on. You know what I'm saying? Uh, And I'm just like, yo, fam, what are you looking at? But then that lets me know. Um, he's thirsty. thirsty, definitely, right? But also, you checking out her body, so you figure, yo, I can make up for the rest, right? But uh, that, I mean, that kind of connects with what I'm saying with her and him. Um, most guys are at three points when it comes to dating, right? That's physical, that's spiritual, and then. Um, uh shit, what's the other one? Yeah. Nah. Oh, financial, financial, financial. Right? Those are three, right? We do. So and the and she's like, yo, most dudes are saying, yo, um most most, most guys that were saying, yo, she's not bad. Some I, I haven't come across anyone that was genuine about it. And I'm not knocking short, I'm just saying dudes went to caping automatically because they figure, yo. That, that gets me in there, not just with her, but with women as a whole, as opposed to saying how they really feel, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, and it's not, and this thing, this ain't really to cut her down. This is really to cut down us as a whole, not just dudes, but just how we, how we look at shit and like, are we supposed to, do you want the truth or, you know what I mean? Exactly. You want the truth because if I and then if I give you the truth, I have to deliver oh, you it. Hate me about it. <laughs> yeah, not even that because even even if he said even if he said it nicely, right? That somebody said like, um, even if he said it nice, that's the equivalent of me uh, burning down your house and asking you if you're all right. It's like I still did it. I didn't. He's like I didn't. I didn't yell. I didn't yell. I just, you know, I came in calm. I burnt your shit. And then I was just checking up on you afterwards. Like, that's kind of what it is. Like, um, no matter what you say to someone or how you say it, if they don't like it, they don't like it. It's just, it. I've noticed, I know that it's a lot, it was like a lot of women that would just, um, like, they would, oh my God, how he, how could he treat her that way? Uh, he embarrassed her, all this shit. And I was just like, did you see the whole thing? No. Wait, what? No, nah, I just I just saw the part where he cursed at her. He said, "Damn." So, Yo, this this went back to what I said before, bro. The world is way too damn sensitive, bro. Like everything is sensitive. Everything. Um. <clears throat> not good. Well, how do you define sensitive? people getting extra emotional over everything like but being emotional but see that's that's part of what i be saying like we don't we don't pay attention to what we say like being emotional don't make you sensitive because everything you do is tied to an emotion happiness is an emotion okay being melancholy is an emotion so what are we, that's what I'm saying. Like, how are we defining sensitive? Because, okay, because that case in point, um, so. Uh, like, touching. That's what I mean by sensitive. Like, everything is so touching. Like, every, everything 
you can't say nothing without getting a Me Too movement nowadays about something. Like, I, I, I'm starting to see that. you have this big fascination with Me Too, but that's you personally. I don't know what that's about. I mean, this is why you get the yeah, hate you don't, get. Don't, don't throw me under the bus, bro. No, nah, I'm not throwing you under the bus. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, I'm saying you, you, rightfully so. But what, what I'm getting at is, you sort of you sort of meme where, um, there's young boys in the house and his mom's got the belt and she like, don't cry, uh, like you better stop crying or some shit. Or I'll give you something to cry about, whatever, something to that extent. And then he's he's that's that's, that's old school black mama. Right, but in the second half of it, he's older, and then he's with his wife or his girl, and she's like, I wish you would show some damn emotion. Mm, so it's mm, like chain reaction to things, deep. chain reaction to things, right? That's deep. Um, that's deep. So, and that's kind of like where it's at. Like, I don't, I know you want to say, what you want to say is you're tired of men acting feminine, is what you want to say, but you're saying sensitive because. You, you avoiding that whole hashtag it's, it's coming not your way. Men know, bro. It's like men and women, bro. Like women are overly sensitive, and men are men are just ridiculous. Okay, that's kind of like uh, women are sensitive in nature. Well, all right, all right. So that's the wrong word to use. It's, it's, it's like, I, see, then again, I can't say they're sensitive in nature. Not coming from Brooklyn, these women out here tougher than men. Like, you know what? And, yo, you know, um, that's all fine and dandy on the surface. Yeah, they 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 play a tough role, and then they act your much. I just said that to somebody too. You act like you're tougher than what you actually are. Yeah, that's all fine on the surface, but you know. Right, but yeah, this this whole everything, bro, is like I just had to talk with one of my boys. And I was like, um, it was a meme, too, on Facebook. And it basically said, it was a mother saying, oh, I don't need a man. And then the um, the daughter said, I won't need a man. And then the father and the little boy said, I don't need a man. So And then the little boy grew up, like, with a bunch of women. And they showed him being, like, sensitive. Not sensitive, but feminine. And then I was telling my boys, like, to see a man, you got to, to be a man, you have to see a man. You know what I mean, and and a lot of them agree with me. Like, how can you become a man if you don't see a man growing up? It don't have to be a father. It could be a father figure. It could be an uncle. It could be a grandfather. But if you're a boy growing up, to to be a man in life, you have to know how to be a man. You can't learn how to be a man from a woman. You also can't learn how to be a man from a broken man. That's a fact too. That's a fact too. Because uh, how many men? At the same time, most men are broken. But yeah. they don't tell you that. No, because they don't know they are. Yeah, most men are broken. We are men we're taught not to to show our feelings. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're we're always taught to hold everything in. Yeah. And then when you meet a woman, it's like, Oh, you don't share with me. Like, you know, you don't you don't let me in. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I ain't let nobody in my whole life. I was told that. Like, you know what I mean? So, at the same time, like, life is like an oxymoron for a man. Like, you know what I mean? It, it, no, it's, it's not. It, to me, it is. Yeah, I mean, well, explain it. Explain it. You can't just say that and then expect us to, like, know what that is. Like, like, like I just said, like, you, you're taught to be, you're taught not to be emotional as a boy. 
you're told to be tough and 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 not tell your feelings or show emotion. But then when you get a woman, that's their main beef with you. Oh, you're not opening up to me. You don't tell me how you feel. Like and and we're taught that our whole life. So to 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 change what we've been taught our whole life is like almost impossible. It's not. And, and then when you do meet a dude, and then some women that meet a dude that do open up and tell you all the stuff about him, then it's like, oh, you acting like a little girl. You know what I mean? It, it's it's crazy. Nah, cause cause see, nah, that's pump faking. Cause um, that's just like when you said something, and I was like, yo. Why is it, I was like, I, I said it's stupid for dudes to call other dudes pussy, but spend their whole, like, whole life chasing it. And you was like, nah, nah, that makes sense. That's like what you just said. It makes no sense for, to call a dude soft or what have you. Um, Hold on, I said that or Chef said that? No, you said that. You and I, you and I spoke before. And, to call a dude pussy? And I think I edited out one of the episodes, though, but... Um, we was we were using some example and we'd be like and I said yo I just think it's stupid as fuck that dudes call other dudes pussy for not doing X Y and Z, but you spend your whole life chasing pussy, like which like because uh, you said oh it means that you soft and I was like no I said maybe it's because I think too much like that it makes no sense to me but it's like um, so if Pussy equates to being soft, then just call me soft. Because if when I think of pussy, I don't think of it. At, well, yes, it's a soft, warm place, but I don't think of it. I don't think I don't automatically equate that to a man. Like if any, I'm like, because so, it's just like it's just now that's an oxymoron. That's ass backwards to call someone the thing that you have. Well, people have lost their lives over getting a piece of or being in so yeah that's what so that's what i'm saying like um it's not difficult to change your life is rooted in change your your life is segmented in change whether you realize it or not it's consistent you grow like i mean i mean physically i mean mentally i mean spiritually that's either you grow up or down that is consistent change is consistent so for you to say um. Yeah, you know it, it's hard for us. Like it's something that been embedded in us, and it's hard to change. It's not hard to change. That's like saying once you get hooked on drugs, you cannot get on drugs. I mean, you can't get off drugs because it's hard to change the habit. You're rooted in habit. Yeah, you'll always you, have you, habits. You, you can always. You can always. Bad habits are hard to break, bro. It's not like not hard to break. It's, it's just it's it's. It's not hard to break. I think the problem with changing habits is we're accustomed to drive through mentalities when we're at a dine-in restaurant. That shit takes time. Like you want you want fast. I don't know what to tell you, but when it comes to change, it is gradual. It is it is methodical. You have to be patient. But you don't think about that until you meet somebody that wants that talks to you like that. You don't you don't just walk around like I'm gonna change the way I act. No, you don't. It don't. It's not. It's not something you consider changing until you meet that person and they, and they ask you to change that because they're trying to get more of you. Well, you, know you don't. I mean? so you you don't, don't know. You don't. You don't know what you don't know. Cause you saying. Cause yeah. okay. Cause this is my point. Like, 
even the men or men you'll learn from may not know, right? Um, I remember I was talking to Mac, right? And we were talking about sitcom fathers, right? How we don't have good examples of dads. Like, it's, it's rare to have it. Usually the dad is like a dickhead, like, you know, he, he real clumsy is just something. You know what I'm saying? Like the like in in most sitcoms, the the dad is just a grade A dickhead. He's he can't really do anything. Like you know what I'm saying? Everything he does That's not a fact. It, okay. That's not a fact. Okay. Prove me wrong. Cause you're gonna say Prove you're gonna say like you're gonna say like two or three, and I'm gonna and I'm showing you like that is the formula for sitcom fathers, right? Okay. okay. Like you're gonna name you're gonna name Uncle Phil. Okay. All right, you're gonna hold name. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. Uncle Phil, you got fam- you got Family Matters, you got Fresh Prince. Okay. You got um, you got. I I'll even say, um, Good Times. Okay. He wasn't an ass. He he was a stern father, but he was a loving father. Okay. Right. You got um. What's this? What's the name? Um um Family Matters. You said that twice, but go ahead. I I got Family Matters, Fresh Prince, Good Times. You got the Cosby Show. That's five right there. Four, five. Okay. All right. What else sitcom that is that you could name that's black? So again, so so again. Now let me finish. All right. Okay. So me and Mac were talking about sitcom fathers because we were talking about how we don't have examples of dads because the standing, okay, the standard. For sitcom dads, it's usually that the dad is a dickhead. He's he's clumsy. He has issues. He's not a he's not a a decent example or role model, right? So we were talking about dads that actually were. So that would be the Fresh Prince. That would be Family Matters. That would be Good Times. We even went as far as talking about Boys in the Hood because we were talking about Trace Pops and Boys in the Hood. Mm-hmm. We were talking about mm-hmm. how he was always putting them on game, always like the example of, right? The way he pushed his son, he pushed him to be, regardless of his environment, he pushed him to be a better man or similar, similar if not better than him as a man. Um, mm-hmm. How to stand up for himself. The gave him the, the gave Jefferson. him gave him the understanding. Up, oh, no, can't use Jeffersons. Used gave him the. Why you say that? Because George Jefferson was walking that line of comedic dad slash possibly good dad, and you can go back and watch it because he, he he you only realize he when he was good as a dad when he had beef with um with uh Lionel and shit. All right, all right, listen. But, but wait, let me get back to my point. Let me get back, let me get back to my point. All right, all right, so all right, we talk about how we lack consistent in-the-house role models, right? Uh, to where even Trey split his time, half with his mom, other half mm-hmm. with his dad. And that's what we were talking about. We were more focused on giving the props to those dads that, were those role models, right? Regardless of what your circumstances, they taught you about life lessons and always kept putting you on game, regardless if you didn't have it or not, which led the conversation into that is what we lack. Uh, that is what we lack growing up. And that is the cycle that we perpetuate because we learned a, cer- we learned a certain thing. 
uh, be it good or bad. And those are the things we tend to turn, we, we pass down. And we also pick up some things from the street. We pick up some people, we look up to some OGs, X, Y, Z, whatever. And those are, those are the people we're emulating. Those are the people we try to replicate in a sense and pass down those ideas of manhood. It isn't until mm-hmm. you get later into your years that you realize, oh, all that shit was kind of trash. That's if you that's if you come to a point where you wanna you wanna reflect or question that shit. Like, all right, um, does this make sense to be doing? Like, did I learn this shit the wrong way? Even learning the fact that you can have emotions. You can, but you it, rightfully so as a man, you have to be protective of it, overprotective of that, because you have to be very mindful of who you lend into your inner sanctum at all times. But how do you properly cultivate a family environment if you yourself can't provide the thing in which you want to share properly? Prepare yourself so that you can be a rainbow in somebody else's cloud. Somebody who may not look like you, may not call God the same name you call God, if they call God at all. You see, I may not eat the same dishes prepared the way you do, may not dance your dances, or speak your language, but be a blessing to somebody. That's what I think. Oh yeah. My father grew up in Virginia, right? And during the time where you couldn't even use a bathroom with a white person. Okay. You feel me? And where it was like people getting hung and stuff like that. So he had to take care of his family at a young age and he had to get the hell out of Virginia because they was gonna kill him. You feel me? So my father grew up without his parents in New York City. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, he had to show a persona of being tough. Like, you know what I mean? He's a country boy living in the city. You feel me? So, on that on that note, like, my pops had to grow up basically by himself. You feel me? We don't know what our parents went through that made them react this way, that they had to be, quote, unquote, tough and don't show emotions. You know, whatever way they grew up, they made it so that we didn't have to grow up that way. You understand what I'm saying? Every generation makes the next generation a little bit but better. But we still did. Huh? But we still did. In the, and you're wrong. The theory is that every generation should make the next generation better. But we haven't been doing that. That's what I'm getting at. Like, I'm not knocking our dads for what they went through. That's not what I'm saying. So, I, I get no, your no, point. No, no, I get no, your point. No, you're talking and about I, the, and, the, and, the emotion, the... the they're not being right, right. That's what I'm getting at. That's what I'm getting at. I hear your point yeah. and I understand it. And believe me, I've run through that time and time again. I don't fault them for their way of doing things. What I'm saying is, 
you know better now, right? Of course. They, they didn't know any better then. They didn't know any better because they, because I could tell you right now that our parents would still be feeling a way about the way the world is right now because whatever their prime was, that's where they live. You, you get what I'm saying? That's where they operate from. That's all of us. That's all of us. Because whatever your, whatever your greatest time to your life is that you considered your prime years, that's how you're going to view the world. And that's not wrong. That's not wrong. What I'm saying is, um, when it's time for you to upgrade your computer and some shit and it changes, you feel a way about that? No. Right? Because you know it's necessary for the life of that computer to to be upgraded, to be able to function properly, right? But that's mm-hmm. that's us. It's not to say, we were given an operating system and it's not to say it was good, good, bad, or indifferent, but there are some, sh- there are a lot of programs in there that you need to be like, Ugh, yeah, I got to get rid of this shit or I got to get something better because this ain't cutting it. And we don't do that until we're faced with some real, you know. See, I don't, I don't agree with that either because I feel like by the time you're in your teenage years, you don't no longer listen to everything your parents say. You start making your own decisions about things that you learn and everything else. So <clears throat> I we can't say that. that. We can't say that. That's too. That's that. too. That's too general a thing. And if you're saying that for you specifically, okay, that's valid. But you you can't say that for everyone because everyone has different relationships with their parents. There might be some people, there might be some kid out there that he specifically goes to his parents for advice because that's the type of relationship they have. So that's what I'm saying. Like, we got to be mindful of the generalizations that we use often. Nah, but what I mean, what I mean is that you, you, you start to make your own decisions on life. You start to rebel more as a teenager. You do different things. All the things your parents told you not to do, you tiptoe that line with doing it. That's what I just you know said. I mean? That's a generalization. We can't. Yeah. We can't prove that. We can't prove that because there are again there are kids who have there are teenagers who have different relationships with their parents. They might go to their dad for this and go to their mom for that, and they may use that to make their own decision. But we can't say they just go. Nah, they just chuck all that shit out the window. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that you. You pick and choose of the things that you want to take from your parents, and you add it to your own life. You don't take everything they say and run by everything they say. No, no, wait, no, no, no that's something different. You just, you were just saying that they rebel. They don't listen to it. And what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, we can't generalize like that because all of us have different relationships with our parents at te- as teenagers. So some may value that more than others. Some may not have parents to even go that route. You know what I mean? So Well well if, if it ain't parents, it's it's parent figures. Grandmothers, grandfathers, uncles, aunts, like you know what I mean? Anybody that you know had that that was a part of your upbringing in life. You understand what I'm saying? It could be an older brother or an older sister. You know? But they, whoever was telling you what's right and wrong in your life, you feel me? You start to pick and choose what you want to listen to. That's what I'm saying. You don't no longer, at a certain age, you don't go by everything your parents said to you no more or your, whoever was that parent. You don't go by everything they said no more. Like, you know, you start doing your own thing. Now you're taking the conversation somewhere else. I'm not sure where you're going with it. No, nah, I'm talking about the same thing. I'm saying that you basically pick and choose from the things that your parents told you to go by that you use, like, 
all right, my my all right, for example, say if my father told me, Oh, um, don't go on Pacific at a certain time. You know what I mean? That's because during that time, Pacific probably was wild. Now I'm on Pacific when I feel like going. You know what I mean? Like I, I pick and choose what I want to listen to. But now it's certain other things that my father told me. Like when I'm walking down the block, have a woman walk on the inside of the, of, of the curb for you. You know, like I, I still do that. You know what I mean? But everything my father said, I don't go by everything he said. Like you know, now you I just you just used now versus then. Of course now. Of course you're your own man now. Like that's what, that's what I'm, I'm that, so that's what I'm talking about. Like, okay, see, yeah. So you changed the conversation. So what I'm talking about is you said as teenagers, right? Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. I was like, you can't generalize as teenagers because when someone is talking to their parents, it depends on their specific relationship. But then you use the example of what you used to be told to now. So much has changed in between then that. Why would you listen to what he told you back in it? That's like, then that I mean, means I, I should be back in the house every day at six thirty. You mean regardless? Yeah, I mean, we, re- we, regardless we, we, we of be in house for no, no, no. Time, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying by your logic of what you're saying right now, I should be in the house every day at six thirty if I'm still listening to my mom. But I have my own life. I'm my mm-hmm. own adult. I left the house a long time ago. So why would I still hold those ideas? To my life now, you know what I'm saying? They don't fit. They don't fit my. They don't fit my life now. What I'm getting at? Nah. Yeah, that's that, different. That's that's something she's saying to you as a child. Right. Like, so that's you know, what you just said. You said when you was a teenager, your pops would tell you, "Yo, don't go on Pacific because of this." He's like, "But now you go when you feel no, like." No, 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 no. I mean, like my pops told me that at a younger age. You feel me? But as a teenager, I started like. They didn't want us to leave off the block at a certain age. You feel what I'm saying? And, and even though they just put up- Look how much has changed from... from hold on, hold on, no, hold no, on, no, 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 no. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, but you're not seeing it. Like, look how much has changed. Like, you, as a teenager, you were more active. So, of course, you would be in places that no longer suited you when you were that age that you were told these things. Like, it's different being 9 and 10 and being told, yeah, don't go on Pacific, versus I play ball... I go to school, all this, my friends, all this shit, they live over there. Like, it's mm-hmm. different. You're you're mm-hmm. much older. You're more mature than you were when you were 9 and 10. And then you do things that would put you in those places around people that you know there. So, like, that's different. That's what I'm, get, that's right. what I'm getting at. What I'm getting at, actually, that's even outside of the conversation. We, we were talking about... What were instilled? No, 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 no. That was an example. I was saying that of you, you saying to be a man, you got to see a man, and I was saying mm-hmm. that 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 relates to a conversation me and Mac had about how even in a single single parent home, right? Um, mm-hmm. You still had role models, but we were talking about how how TV perpetuates a father role. And we were giving examples of dads who were solid and what okay. they did. And that's something we never got from the role models or the, ma- the the male figures in our lives, which goes into the same thing I'm saying about we talk about we got to we got to this place where we talking about, you know, oh, we, we hide our feelings, all this shit. But then you go out into like you go out into the world ill equipped. You, you told don't show no feelings, but how the fuck 
are you supposed to manage those very things you're told to hide? Like that's a that's a recipe for disaster because it's necessary for you to find some commonality or some balance with those quote unquote emotions or sensitivities in order to be just a functional human being. Regardless of your age, whatever, like you have to at some point in time come to terms with like, oh shit, like how do I feel about X, Y, and Z? Like if that's the case, you would be a wall to your children because you can't show your children that you can't show them affection because showing affection makes you soft. And don't say that's different because that's still that's still displaying emotions. Okay, but I, for example, again, my father, I feel like the older my father got, the more emotions he, he displayed to us. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Because when we was younger, he was tough on us. Like, you know what I mean? Absolutely. He he, he was basically rah, rah, and my mother was the soft one. You know, my pop started to display more emotions towards us. You know what I'm saying? So he wasn't that way when we was younger. You know what I mean? So I, I definitely understand what you're saying as far as that. Like, but then again, it goes back to what I said about how he grew up. That's why he was the way he was. You feel me? And that's that's what I'm getting at. I'm not okay. So I'm not taking away. I'm not taking. I'm not taking away your upbringing or how those events led you to anything. <clears throat> Case in point. Yeah, I thought I lost my motherfucking mind when I stopped being angry or aggressive and I was just finding balance with myself and being more to myself and meditating and all this shit. And that was from decades ago, right? It would, This shit didn't just happen to some people. This shit just happened like three, four, five years ago. This shit is like 10 plus years of me at that stage and y'all thought I was losing my shit. Y'all was ready to have an intervention. Nah, we didn't think you was losing Y'all looking at me like, yo, what's, we was laughing. what is up with you? We you, was laughing. You over here talking about incense the and meditation. Yeah. And you not even, to the point where y'all was telling me, oh, you ain't from New York no more because I'm at this place where I'm balanced. I'm chill. Like, I don't have to do all that shit because I I found out how dangerous it could be for you to be bottling all that shit up at all motherfucking times and you come to a point where you can't even control yeah. it. We didn't think you was losing your mind. We was just like, yo, you fucking You may have not, but you don't know the you don't know the phone calls or the text was like, yo, like what's up? And I'm like, for real, like what's going on? Like what the fuck you mean? What's going on? Oh, like, I am, like that? I am fine. You sure? Cause you know what I mean. You ain't been yourself lately. Exactly my motherfucking point. I ain't been the self that y'all are used to. I am the me that 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 I need to be because all that old shit just don't work. You know what I mean, and it's not my place to impose that on others. But it's like yo, like I am at peace. Like, let me be at peace and and stop trying to replicate the old guy. Like, he's there, but is not the same person. You know why? Because no one ever thinks about, 
No one ever thinks about what drives you mad. They're only concerned with you being mad. And when I say mad, I don't mean anger. I mean in the sense that you've lost it. You're, you're, you're wilding. You know what I'm saying? I, I, because that's I, I, all anybody, that's all anybody I'm ever, sorry. what happened? I hear you. I said, I got a perfect example for you. Exactly what you, can you hear me now? Yeah. You can hear me? Yes. All right. I got a perfect example for you, right? The perfect example for you is when Jay-Z makes a new album, everybody, I don't want to hear that. I want to hear the old ho. Nah, that's not the old ho no more. He, he grew as a person. He not broke, he, you know. He eating good now. He can't rap about being in the hood no more, and, and selling drugs. And you want to hear the old Jay Z buy the old Jay Z album? You know what I mean? You know, it's a new hoe. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, <clears throat> I, I guess. I, I guess. Point end all be all for me. The point is, it's cool. Remember what got you there shouldn't keep you there, or what got you there won't keep you there, right? Um, like okay. Hang on a second. Like you, you know, we'll go through life and we aspire and want to do all these things or whatever. But do you think, similar to Shorty, talking about she wants a person in a specific position, are you at the place where you need to be right now to be at that place that you're desiring to be at? You know what I'm saying? Like, um. Mm-hmm. He said something to her. He was like, you want these men, but you're not in that type of circle. And, and you know, it may not even really be about the circle because she may not even know about those circles, right? And I get mm-hmm. what he's saying. That's mm-hmm. her entry point. But what if her, as a person, as an individual, isn't in line with what's required to be in those spaces, in those rooms, talking to those people, right? Because, all right, cool. You got, you got like... um they don't make those people any better than you. You know what I'm saying? But in the same sense, the shit that they talk about, the shit they involve themselves in, like, it's almost like it's another world. It's almost like it's another planet to to someone who doesn't understand it. So, is she, going back to her, right? Is she ready for something like that? I can't say, I can't say she is, and I can't say she isn't, but what I will say is from her body language and from how she was acting and all that shit, what she asking for is more like a want. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But she's not where she should be to attain that want. She can be. She can be. But mm-hmm. from what she showed the world, she's not. She's not ready. <laughs> she's not ready. My opinion. My opinion. But, you know. Yeah, because you know the women going to attack you on that one, bro. No, it's my opinion. He got to attack me for my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not I'm not saying it factually based. I'm saying my opinion from what I saw, you already heard what I said. I mean Lavar's the one that hate black women, so just leave me leave me alone. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) No, okay, so there are some requests and you are the guy, you are our uh, guy for those things. Hold on one second. What's the request? So it was some topics specifically wanted us to speak on. I can't speak on them because I don't be in the streets. So. Um, oh, so you just called me a hood rat. Oh, did I say that? I just said I don't be in the streets. That's all I said. That's all I said. I don't be in the, 
I don't be in the streets. Nah, <laughs> just, just, just respect. Just respect that. So let me see. I, I, I'm not out here with these young thunder cats no more, man. I'm in the I'm on the house, man. Huh? I'm not out here with these young thunder cats no more, man. I'm in the house, man. Okay. Um, I have one, and I I think you'd be able. Can you be friends with an ex while in a relationship? I thought no. that I thought that was a good question. No. Because it says, can you be friends with an ex? Better question for me is, should you be friends with an ex if you're in a relationship? I say no to both. <laughs> okay. Explain why. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be because they're an ex. They're an ex for a reason. And you shouldn't have contact with an ex in a new relationship. Mm. It's gonna make, I feel like it's going to make the person that you're in a relationship now, like, give them, like, problems. It's going to make them keep thinking about that person. Does it make a difference what ex it is? Maybe, maybe not. What if this was an ex nah. from 10 years ago versus the last person you was with? You shouldn't be friends with exes. Okay. If you're in a relationship, I don't think so. Are you friends with exes? I am. I'm, am I in a relationship? I don't know. That was my next question, but don't answer it. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, next question. Um, oh, this one. Should a man have a say whether whether or not a woman should keep or abort a baby? I think I'm gonna plead the fifth on this one. No, brother, because... come on, let's hear. It. <laughs> so these are these are for the questions so I polled the um, polled on Instagram. You know, okay. what are some topics they like to hear? These are a few of them. And again, All right. should a man have a All say right. whether a woman should keep or abort a baby? All right. Now, this is my view on it, right? Okay. Why well, you got to preface it, man? Yeah. I, I asked you. Right. Okay. okay. Yeah, hold yeah, on, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. All right. It's a woman's body. A man should not be able to tell her okay. what to do with her body. Right? Okay. At the same token, right, if a woman decides to keep a baby that the man does not want, I feel like a man should be able to sign over the rights and don't have nothing to do with it. No child support, no nothing. Hmm. If you decide to keep that baby that this man does not want, I feel like he should not be obligated to take care of this baby hmm. if he doesn't want to. Okay. Those are my Okay. How do you feel about that, brother? I did, well, before I answer that, I have a little question about yours. Um, what yeah. if... It's against her religion. To abort the baby? Absolutely. Then it's probably against her religion to have sex without being married. Isn't that in all religions? Yeah. But what does that have so, to do with that question so specifically? So don't bullshit me. That's what I'm saying. Nah, so, oh, because, yeah, now you don't, now you want to plead the fifth, right? Now you want to plead the fifth. So if you want to pick and choose what you believe in your religion, then that's on you. That's everybody. Unless, I mean, unless they're devout, but whatever. Um, yeah. Okay, for me, I do I do believe a man should have a say-so. Um, really? Yes. Okay. Explain because why, because uh, she didn't get pregnant. Ladies, ladies, she, ladies listen up. Go she ahead. didn't... 
she didn't get pregnant by herself. Um, and unless she intends on, okay, let me bring it back. She didn't get pregnant by herself. And it, it, obviously it took both parts to make that one whole. So they Mm -hmm. both, they both have say in the situation. Now, when I said say, uh, he can be a part of the conversation, but ultimately the decision will be on her because, um, it's her body. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, um, it's her body. Now, do I, now, if it's a situation where, like you were saying, hey, like, he wants nothing to do with the child, and she does, then what are, like, what are the factors involved? Like, is she doing it because that's going to keep him? Like, if it's something to that effect, then, again, I can't tell her what to do, but that's just a recipe for disaster. But, again, um, if she's like, nah, I'm having this baby, then, having then a baby. I feel like that should be on you. Like, if the man don't want nothing to do with it, then he should be able to sign over his rights and don't have no, no type of responsibility to do with that because you wanted to bring this baby in the world on your own. Now, That's but, how I feel. but there's a flip side to that because she got pregnant, and then what if he wants to keep the baby? And she's like, fuck no. That's what I see. That's what I see in a court case about something like that. And the father actually sued her. He made her have the baby, and then she gave up all her parental rights. Okay. So it was like the like. But everybody doesn't want to do that. Like and and you're saying okay. Um, I guess the problem with that is, um, it's a problem, but it's also like. Okay, so let's say he he signs over rights, right? Mm-hmm. It's still his child. You know what I'm saying? It's it's his child by birth, but by it's, DNA, it's okay. his child. Okay. So it's still a responsibility, but I mean, if he can he can sleep comfortable at night with that, then. More, hey, got, more power to that man. That? You know what I'm saying? I'm not knocking that more power to that man. But the flip side to that is, um, well, I believe the same thing you do to a man, you should be able to do to a woman, right? In terms of, I'm saying support. So if you have a guy who wants a child and the woman doesn't, if you if you would force a man to to Pay child support, child support, you should do the same thing for the mother because that's the mother of the child. Make sense? Yeah, I, I've actually seen dudes who have the um, right to their children and they have the woman paying child support. Which is kinda... Well, I have an issue with child support because it's it's not a... Um, some people use it more like a tool versus the thing that it was intended to do, to, right? To, to take care of the child. Yeah, yeah and I, I understand that it ends up being in the court's hands because um, facts over feelings, right? Because... You know, someone feels no, no. Facts, it's facts over feelings. Somebody's gonna feel like it's never enough, and in that in that soup of more, it you know a a lot of things that are factored in are the relationship aspects of those two people, that history. So a lot of it doesn't come from. No, I'm not gonna say a lot of it. In some cases, it doesn't come from 
um, hey, we need because uh, it's it's like nah, I'm a, I'm gonna make sure you feel the pain through your pocket kind of thing. Because um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like I've I've seen situations where someone has um, someone has three kids and they're paying like six hundred in child support, and then there's someone who has one kid and they're paying like fifteen hundred, and it's like wait <laughs> wait wait this one kid is lazy than those three like you know I mean but same state and. I guess it's just the nature of the situation, but eventually, eventually, we'd like for things to make sense and balance out. But hey, man, once once a woman has a child, it's almost the the Lord basically puts a finger in your ass, or maybe a whole foot in your ass. Basically, unless she's a, a whole fuck up as a woman, then you just fuck, bro. Pretty much. Um. I just don't like the fact that everyone relies on them. I understand the need for it or the use of it, but the relying on the courts to dictate what's best for your family, um, whether you're together or not. It's because somebody, like you said, somebody's feelings are hurt. Like, you know, it is what it is. And they're going to make you pay through your pocket. Yeah. You're not looking out for the the, uh, the well-being of a child. You know, you're looking at the oh, I'm scoring, so this is what I'm going to do to you. Be like you that. Yeah. yeah, man, fuck it. Uh, let's see, next question. Um, well, this one's generic as hell, but why do people cheat? Men or women? It just says, why do people cheat? If you want to say why women men cheat, cheat cool. Women, all right, let me, let me, let me say the, po- the not who right not here. who cheats more. It's why do why do no no okay. I got you I got you because I know you you yeah, hate what women. I'm gonna say is most women cheat for emotional reasons. Okay, something they're lacking in a relationship. Okay, men cheat just to, just for a night. They cheat for fucking. Do they get caught up in their feelings eventually? Sometimes yes, but most men can have sex and don't have no emotions towards it. Some women can't. Yeah, that's why I said most women cheat for emotional reasons. I didn't say all. No, no, no. I said some women can cheat, but there's a lot of things that go into that. But you got some savage women out here that that act like dudes, bro. Like, and they can just fucking don't feel nothing. Okay. Okay. If that's what you're saying, I guess. Oh, so you don't believe that? You don't believe that's a fact? No. Really? No. Do you think every woman that that cheats is, is for emotional reasons? No, I'm no. Don't mix my two things up. Um, uh, I am talking about no. So most women do cheat for emotional reasons. What what's missing, kind of thing. And by the time they do, they're mm-hmm. they're already gone. They're gone. They're emotionally mm-hmm. gone. They find it. They found what they were looking for emotionally. It's just a matter of time before the physical relationship is gone with that person that doesn't. That lacks. Um, I think men do cheat for a nut, and some do get caught up in the ego, in the ego of things, in the ego of things, because just trying to fulfill an image of something that you may or may not align yourself with. You mean everybody? Mm -hmm. Everybody ain't supposed to be a pimp, bro. It's cool. 
You can be you can be a square. You can be a weirdo. Uh, it's fine. There's plenty of roles for everybody to play. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but uh, the thing where you said uh, there are just some women who are just savage. Sure. Okay. I mean, for a window yeah, for a window of time, because eventually, all that shit catches up with you. Like you, you can have like that clusterfuck of emotion just catch you all at once. Yeah. It, it, it only way. takes one time. It only takes one time. You could be all the savage you want. It only takes one time for for somebody to touch I, you. I, honestly, you know what I I came to realize the ones that are like that to me, are the ones that got molested when they were young. They're detached, but that don't make them savages. They're more detached. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, like they don't see, like some women see sex as, um, like an emotional bond, and and some women just see sex. But someone took that from them. Like for those people that were, uh, you know, molested or had those experiences to where now they're detached. They they devoid of that because someone robbed them of that. Opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but but that doesn't mean that they don't have emotion. A lot of them have emotions that are locked up because of those experiences, experiences forcing them to lock up or suppress those emotions because that's the one thing mm-hmm. they can control, and they gotta hide it from the person that's stealing all the other things from them. You know what I'm saying? Um, opinion, my opinion. Um, but ultimately, sex is probably the most vulnerable of. Um, encounters you can have right one of the most this is one of the most telling uh experiences you will have whether you agree or not you you're you're in the most vulnerable position you've ever been because you are not just naked physically but you are naked in the emotional spiritual sense right i feel like a man is the most vulnerable when he's getting some hate Oh, I said that. I said that before. I said that. That is, you know what? Okay. Well, let's talk about it. We we had the we had the uh, sub and dom conversation before about we took. Well, okay. let me say we talked about what is submission, and we talked about you know being submissive. But is mm-hmm. is wholeheartedly my opinion that a man is is submissive more times than you realize when you allow or you give someone control of. Your manhood, while getting head, right? <laughs> you gave you gave that per- first off. Well, that's that's your power. That's your power in their hands, right? Because that's your most sensitive area, right? And mm-hmm. you you were in your lustiness and the thrill for that for that for that for the mouth, right? You <laughs> you gave her the trust and inherent power to do what she will with it, right? And Facts. and she. You know, made the back of your kneecap sweat, made your toes curl up, all that, and you were vulnerable, vulnerable. That's a probably, yeah. I don't care the thuggest of thugs. She probably made you moan. You ain't gonna tell you nobody. Might hit, you might hit the prince note when she doing her high notes, bro. Next time I see you, you got you got <laughs> you got the symbol on your face. But look, but that's what I'm saying though. Dudes are at their most vulnerable and don't even realize it, but they'll say, nah. And submissive, this, that, they're like, fam, she just, you know what I'm saying? She just curled you up. Mind, she just curled you up and hit you with the wet wipe. Like, you, you're done, fam. She, she, she sauteed you from the back. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 oh, 
Yeah, brother's starving. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yo. <laughs> but look, that yeah, men are more vulnerable when or in a submissive role when they get hey. They may not realize it, but it's a thing. Just prove me wrong. Just prove me wrong is all I'm saying. I can't. <laughs> but 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 that's what I'm getting at. Like being being with someone, I don't care if it's just pure lusty time or it's some or you trying to make it sexy. Like sex is the most vulnerable of of experiences you will have in your life. You may not realize it for some time, or you may not ever realize it, but it is. Just just feel, in the feel, in the act like itself. Women women be on demon time when they're giving you top, bro. They be trying to make you squeal, bro. Like Yeah, okay. So remember uh, <laughs> um I was saying it I was talking I was saying again with Mac and I don't know if you heard me saying it um where I was talking about how I didn't know how to communicate. Yeah, actually when we were talking about um with how to use my words with her, you know, so I did my best to let my body talk to her. And I think that's how women are when, well, when they on demon time and they give you a top, like they are, you know, what they can't say to you in, in a in a full sentence, they gonna they let they gonna let the back of their throat tell you. You know what I'm saying? You know, just, <laughs> Yo, that's a fact though, bro. Yeah, but it just just is what it is, man. This is what it is. <laughs> Not even mad, man. Hey, you know what? Next question. <clears throat> okay, this one's a good one. I think we really touched on it already, though. Um, want want us to talk about how parents' trauma can be passed down to their children and subsequently impact their future romantic relationships. Yeah, we kind of talked about that already. Yeah, but like do you but do you think it. do you think that's a thing? Like your parents. Uh, either one or both their their internal traumas or maybe the trauma from their relationship kind of like shut your shit down or affect how it rolls? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Like, um, um, how can I give an example of that? From my life. Um, that's kind of hard because my parents are cool, but like they... I got one for me. Yeah, go ahead. Um, like with the hugs, it started. With, well, I first noticed it with the hugs. Like you know what I mean? It wasn't no hugging. All hugs were just awkward. You know what I mean? Because I don't, I never really got too many of them. As I got older, like I know, I'm sure, like from like ten and down, the shit was there. But you know, you get a little older, preteen, teenage, and you don't mm-hmm. see it anymore. It just becomes a foreign thing to you. So I remember, um, uh. I would get I would get a hug from this young lady I used to date and it just felt so fucking uncomfortable, bro. Like I felt like Ricky Bobby when he put his hands up because he didn't know what to do. Like I would just stand there, just kinda like, oh, I don't it didn't feel right. You know what I'm saying? Because it was just foreign to me. The feeling of it was foreign to me. So I was just like, all right, man. Um, this ain't for me. So I would just not I do not want to get hugged. See, I, I'm I'm on the opposite um, end of that spectrum. Like I was a kid that my mom hugged me and my father hugged me. Like you know, what I, mean? I never, I never had nothing like that. It it was natural for me to hug people. Like like when we was talking about the the love thing, I've had people tell me that they never heard that they was 
their parents tell them that they love them in their life. Like, you know what I mean? And that's sad to me. Like, my mom's always told me she loved me. My father did, too. So I never grew up like that in my family. Like, so for me to hear something like that, that's foreign. But a lot of people grew up like that. Yeah, but what I'm saying is... um how did it affect the person or does it affect the person? Like you, you don't often consider it until you really look at, you really look at yourself. You look at yourself, you look at your family and be like, Oh shit. Like you kind of, you, you tend to look at what's missing in, in, um, what you can create more than anything else. Like, so again, it was like, for me, it started with the hugs and then realizing that, um, I don't display affection in my head. Uh, I do definitely display affection, um, but like actual physical wasn't a thing. You know I mean so? It was yeah. just, but but I don't see it as um, I don't see it as their trauma, and I don't really see it as trauma. I just saw it as something that I never learned how to do that I had to find ways to to kind of like throw in the bag to kind of you know what I'm saying like nah because I didn't want to compensate for it because then I I would still be lacking I needed to learn like you know what I mean like for me for me I needed to learn it I needed to understand it um was there a reason am I suppressing this like why am I suppressing it um and you know that's some shit I figured out in therapy and um and then looking at relationships and you know, I wasn't even trying to like make amends and be like, "Hey, right, shit happened. It happened. What's what's past is the past." All I could do is know that I wanted to be different and better than what I was previous. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I guess in a nutshell, yeah, like um, yeah, we all could, we 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 all uh, affected by whatever our parents do or don't do. Like we mm-hmm. often we often focus on the lack of not realizing like some of the shit they're doing affects us just as much. Like you might have that parent that's like uh, heavy with the hand in, ter- oh. in terms of like school and all this shit, but that might leave a bad taste yeah. in your mouth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, I I had an example earlier. I just thought about it when um. The, the, the example I gave with the, the mother saying that she don't need a man in the house, she might be she might be that way because she probably got cheated on a couple of times by men or disrespected by men. So she got to the point where I don't want to be dealing with no man, so I don't need no man. You know what I mean? And that might affect the child later on because, you know, like I said, as a boy, you have to see a man to be a man. Like, you know what I mean? So You know what uh, I do dig, though? Um <clears throat> Even when my mom's and pops wasn't getting along or whatever, um, mm-hmm. she never talked bad about them. Mm-hmm. Like she never shitted on them in front of us. None of that. But more than anything, um, it was she let us make our own own determination. Of yeah, yeah. So and I learned that pretty quick. Like oh shit, like because I would always think like, I mean, I think like the most, I think like the most negative thing she said, ah, you just like your father. And that's like whenever I'd have an attitude about some shit, you know what I'm saying? Because that's what, yeah. that's how he was. He'd be like, ah, you just like your father. But then she also knew that that shit bugged me because I didn't want to be like him. So, like was, him. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta straighten up, man. Like, 
I can't be out here like him. I mean, that was that was for me though. Yeah, you know what's the most weirdest thing my mom's ever said to me, bro? It, it, it tripped me out. But as I got older, I'm like, yeah. My mom told me when, when after her and my father broke up, she used to still creep over to the crib and they used to do their thing when we was in school. I said, yo, why the hell did you tell me that? You hate. She's like, I, I, that's what I said, but I didn't want to hear you. Who the hell about your parents having sex, bro? Like, who would have hate? You hate. You know what I, mean? nah, oh I was like, God. yo, this is what you're doing while we in school? You creeping my daddy house? Yeah, you know what I mean? She's like, I got mom gotta get her too. I say, yo, come on, son. Why are you talking to me like that? They together together, but they together apart. <laughs> exactly. Right. You know what I mean? That's, that's like, Cole Brown. Cole Brown. You hate it, man. Nah, you don't want to hear about your parents having sex, bro. Like that shit is disgusting to you. Even mm. though that's how you got there. You know what I mean? But you don't want to have that image in your mind, like, you know what I mean? Who want to have an image of their mother getting hit doggy style or some shit, nigga? Fam, why are you still talking about this shit? (laughs) Like, like you don't want to hear it, but you still, you still on it. Nah, because that shit traumatized me, bro. (laughs) Mm, Well, you stay traumatized by yourself, man. (laughs) Oh, I got one. Uh, Let's see. It says, since you spoke about females being fake, right? That was you, right? Um, I think this week you guys should talk about men who don't know what they want but still pursue situationships and act all surprised when the female gets upset. Fuckboys. That's your answer? That's the definition of a fuckboy. That's what that is. Well, I don't think that, I mean, they want want to hear about it. What do you think about that, LaVar? I mean, dudes, I have a friend, I won't say his name, but I told him that's what he does all the time. Mm. He make a woman feel like she's like Tyra Banks, and then, you know, he, he does everything that, you know, a, a dude, a woman that thinks a dude that's in love with them would do, and then when he finished, she'll be like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> and then he wonder why they'd be on the ledge ready to chuck, you feel me? And I told him it's your fault. Yo, you a bastard for that. You know what I mean? Nah, that's just being a dickhead, but this is saying you know you don't want anything, but you just... Yeah. All they want is the pussy. They don't want anything. It, it, they specifically want the head or the pussy. Okay. And that's what they want. It's not anything. You just don't want a relationship. You just want the sex. That's what it is. It's not anything. Come on, women. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> I know that was a woman asking that question. It was. It had to be a woman. Yeah, yeah of course especially it was. since you said women are fake. You said that. Okay. I'm supposed to recant my statement? No. It's telling you. Fake. Oh. Weaves, eyelashes. Oh. A fake titty. Talk your shit. Ass. Talk your shit. What, what else? You got fake Botox, lips, everything, and then you want a dude to be real. Come on, stop it, mama. Whoever you are, stop it. Yeah, you, I'm you got, the three bill, man. You done. They blocking you. They're gonna spam your account, all that. <laughs> no one's gonna try to hit me when I'm in the street, drive over me or something, you know oh what I mean? I take all that. I take the hate mail, man. What's your why do you like why do you like hate makeup? Why do I hate makeup? Because I love beautiful women. That's natural beauty. I like natural beauty. Okay. I hate weeds and all that shit. Like I love women that's natural. You know what it is? 
They always say you marry women that's like your mother. My mother never wore shit like that. She okay. never wore makeup. She never wore weaves. Outla- eyelashes. The most she did was paint her nails and get her nails done. You feel me? And I respect that. So I guess I, I wonder a woman that's like my mother, I guess. They always say you marry a woman or you, you like women that's like your mother. My mother was hardworking and she could do everything. So, yeah, of course. Yeah, you know. I'm not a fan of weave. I never saw my mother wear a weave, extra headpiece, nothing in her life. She always wore her natural hair. She might have got a perm. Okay, I respect the perm. Yeah. You don't want your shit to be curled up in the back. I hear you. You want your kitchen to be straight. You feel me? But as far as that weave and wigs, death to all wigs, first off. I'm death to, mm. death to every wig. Unless you in the unless you in your bedroom role playing, death to all wigs, man, for real. What about women that go through chemo? I respect that. That's different. That's different. If it's if it's a health reason why you're wearing a the wig, then that's cool. But you just wearing a wig because you want to, you got your Ivers and braids under it and you with the straight backs and you just want to go outside for the day and you're too lazy to do your hair. Death to your wig. I hope it blow off your head when you outside because the wind blowing too hard. And, and your AI show. Oh. Yeah, I said it. Damn, Next family. question, brother. You want to get <laughs> I don't know if I want to ask any more questions because I feel like... Oh, man. I'm tired of all this fake shit, man. Word. Oh, man. <clears throat> oh, my God. Women start to look like drag queens now. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Word. Big-ass bunny eyelashes. Like, what the hell? <laughs> Your eyelashes look like windshield wipers. Like, come on, man. Stop it, man. <clears throat> Stop it. This has been episode 24 of the Disconnected Podcast. I am your host, <laughs> Steve, uh, here doing the Q&A with King Varsity. Um, and just, oh, so we can, <laughs> just so we can, just so we can, just so we can end the show so VAR um, is safe and protected. <laughs> Unlike the community in which he talks about so much. I'm in Brooklyn, man. I'm in Brooklyn. Uh, again, episode twenty-four. Um, I don't got, I don't got shit, man. You, you got anything, man? I, I still love black women. I just don't love your wigs, dude. <laughs> Remember, subscribe to the YouTube. Uh, listen wherever you stream podcasts. Rate and review, and leave us uh, some feedback on Apple Podcasts. Disconnected podcast episode twenty four. Uh, I'm out, man. Cause can, we, we might not make it. Can you on IG? Send the hate mail. Yeah, man. send Varda. Oh, this will be. We only got one episode left for season two. So December eighteenth, last episode of season one. Coming back January eighth, uh, season two. Hopefully. Um, Hopefully the women don't attack me, and I I, I don't get attacked. attack him. Like just don't. Yeah, just attack him. I'm out. I'm out. I'm, I'm in out. the house, bro. Y'all gotta kick him out. Peace out. All right, man. <laughs> We're sorry. You have reached a number that has been disconnected or is no longer in service.